0: The bottom line was, right? The goal was, and the logic was simple. If your customer was interested in X, those that are interested in X are also probably likely to be interested in Y, right? They're a good fit for your business. Um, and and that's going away. So think about that, right? That is going away. It's go, it's, it's gone from, from meta Facebook, um, and, and now it's going away from from Google.
1: You're listening to the Digital Data Cafe Podcast where we talk about everything data-driven in your world. Join us each week to hear from the world's top business and industry leaders on why using data in a digital world matters. Here's your host, Albert Thompson. Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It's Jason Harris here with Strategy with Jason. And I have the one, the only, the oh-so-famous Mr. Albert Thompson. Hey, how's it going,
0: Jason? I, I like that. You know the Ozo famous. Um, uh, famous. I, I'm
1: not, I'm no. Hey do, hey, do you like my little driven IQ like fl- logo back here? Beyond. We're flying the flag. We're flying Beyond. the flag. Can we? Can Can we let the cat out of the bag? Should we tell everyone? I think you
0: should. I think you should absolutely. This could be the episode that lets the cat out of the bag. Yes. All Please, right. Out okay, for so everybody out there
1: watching and listening right now, we got some great exciting news. I have chosen to partner up with Albert and the amazing team over at Driven IQ and uh, just crush the entire industry when it comes to data-driven marketing. It is not enough that we market for the sake of marketing. We are going to change this industry and we're going to market data first. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to do it together. And you're going to change your screen on me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and we're gonna, have to, we're gonna have to edit that. So we're gonna have to fix that.
1: Well, cause look, I was trying to do it. So you want to start over? Oh, this is the best thing I love about these podcasts. People want to hear us make mistakes and look. at All mistakes. right. All right. Well, there, I
0: just faded myself to green and faded back. But yes, Jason, you are officially 100%. Uh, we are excited to have you on board. Um,
1: I get my tattoo guess, next week, don't I?
0: Well, I mean, if, if it's anything like your podcast room, uh, I, the tattoo is expected.
1: Expected. <laughs> Can you imagine? I just, I just, I just kinda get it. Just, I'm gonna get it on my lower back. I'm gonna get the uh, driven IQ yeah. logo go on my lower back. The, the driven IQ butterfly? The butterfly?
0: <laughs> You're gonna get the butterfly?
1: That's pretty bad. <laughs> Hey, we're having fun. HR retirement.
0: Could you imagine? Could you imagine HR? Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> we'll
1: have to get, sign hey, on. We're going to we get Mercedes. A little... We're going to get Mercedes on one of these one time. And she's going to be like, can you just stop talking? Uh, um, I, I, we're, we're, yeah, I'll <laughs> first, I'll be banned from talking. Yeah. Banned from talking. Hey, we got some cool topics. Um, and we'd like to have fun. We'd like to have fun on this podcast. Guys. This is not, you know, super, super formal. Um, this is just, you know, two guys with great passion around data, around marketing. Yeah and just what some amazing things we can do and we get to take 30 minutes and just kind of chat anything and everything you know that we want to chat about you know when it comes to data and marketing and look there's some amazing stories out there right now we we, we got a chance to talk a little bit about this before we start recording today you know i think google's made one of the biggest changes and these are normal like this is normal we there are many changes that happen you know, in the marketing world. so Albert, for everyone out there watching listening let's 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 introduce them to the the next biggest change that Google has with marketing.
0: yeah, you know um i th- I think before we even talk about you know the you know the big change that's happening, which is um you know Google officially announces um, that they're going to be sunsetting what's called similar audiences. I think before we can even talk about um, something that's so important um, that's actually being sunsetted. Uh, we should probably talk about what it is Yes, uh, it, because the reality of the situation is I think that, that, you know, before anybody realizes that something's deprecating um, and, the, and the deprecation of, of this um, platform is going away. Um, I don't think that people even know that it existed and, and what it meant to their business and you know what the impact is.
1: And so I think You're, you are so a hundred percent right. So real quick, anybody watching and listening right now, if you got a marketing manager, a marketing director, uh, or any or or your nephew's you know you know friend from high school running your marketing I hope you don't but if they're running your marketing, go get them right now sit them down grab some popcorn because we got some chat yeah,
0: absolutely <laughs> absolutely because this is important right because um, if you're a marketer, right um, if you're a Cmo um, or you're part of a marketing team, uh, you are literally, let's face it, Jason, uh, the reality of the situation is right. As a business, we're trying to find ways to get the right audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and you hear it all the time, right. Get the right audience at the right time, um, and execute the right message to, to get results. Right. Um, and you know, we saw this back in 2013, I think, yeah, 2013 is when Facebook launched, um, you know, lookalikes and, and that just became synonymous in our, um, in our lingo, right. We all, Um, you know, use the word lookalike, it's in our our lingo, it's in our language, but, you know, even, um, Facebook has now, you know, moved away from, from lookalikes. So, you know, as a, as a business, right, you're trying to find the balance between reaching the wider audience while still targeting people that your business finds especially particularly valuable. Right.
1: That's That's what, absolutely. Look, you got to strike where the iron's hot and this is not the first time that we've seen stuff like this happen. You know, it's like, you know, we remember, you know, um, uh, early Facebook before they changed their name to Meta. Um, You know, (laughs) I could target someone based on what they ate that afternoon? No, I'm just kidding. But but pretty close to it, right? Like I mean, everything from what their hobbies were, what their general interests were, combine that with demographic, you know, targeting. Like it was an open book of how I wanted to create an audience and do that. And look, we we benefit from that. Oh my gosh, the the, the amount of laser targeted campaigns we were able to create to a very very specific audience was truly amazing, but we've seen this. I mean, I remember, you know, Albert, we've opened in this long enough. You know, I, you know, I, I tell some people this and they laugh about it. You know, I remember when, you know, my dealer group, you know, in the early 2000s, 2000, mid 2000s, um, you know, we pretty much owned the keyword Corvette Oh yeah. for like 13 cents a click for the entire mm-hmm. Southwestern part of the United States. Right. Like, All right. Things change. You got to get on it while it's hot, and this is something that's hot but is going away. So go ahead, good. Continue. Continue.
0: No, I mean, absolutely. You have to get you know uh, get in on while it's hot, and and so let's just dive straight into it, right? So, so what is uh, similar audiences, um, and and what does that mean for for those that are actually doing Google or have been using Google Ads, right? Um, so similar audience segments were a targeting option, um, inside of Google ads. Uh, it just wasn't an, uh, just very similar to lookalikes, right? It's a way for you to go into your Google ads platform. You could choose similar audience segments as a targeting option. And what it did was it allowed you to target users that looked similar to your remarketing audiences, right? Using a remarketing pixel, um, or your customer match list. And so I think that's going to pivot us to what, what's a customer match list. Um because uh, probably most people have not taken advantage of Google's customer match. But um Jason, I mean, what's been your experience? Have you you've talked to a lot of businesses. Do you find that they're using
1: well I, mean, I look it? at this? I look at kind of the evolution of some of the things that have come and gone, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. think of cookies, you know. Um, you know, it's funny, I just saw a podcast that I posted back in 2017 when we were talking about the cookie war and the death of the cookie, you know, and but but look at that. We 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 used cookies for 8 10 years and you know and we we created you know very heavy and innovative and very effective remarketing retargeting campaigns off this cookie data we've lost that cookie data you still get a little bit with android devices but for the most part it's pretty much gone it's dead so we lost we lost that one right and then i remember when you know facebook launched their their lead ad format you know from 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 literally one click of interest to an additional click Boom, it generated an entire lead. And every marketing agency jumped on top of this. And Google tried to come out with a version of it. So you you have these two marketing Goliaths. And they keep going back and forth at each other, right? You know, at one point in time, Facebook had the, the better targeting parameters, you know, and then... Google comes out with their in-market audience, an algorithm that just did a phenomenal job of identifying the people that you were trying to go after. And then here we go. We have similar audiences or Facebook's lookalike audiences. I know as a marketer, you know a lot of marketers, we've been living off of this function for 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 several years and because it's provided us great results at low cost and now we're being told by google this is going to go away as of may um this is going to be going away now supposedly something in the future is going to be replacing that but that's going to be going away now we're going to see what meta is going to do to respond to that but i think the old the thing that we're and this is what our big top did it, we're all leading to the fact that uh, you know all of these things have been di- slowly disappearing over the last decade And we're all leading in one direction. And I know, Albert, you've been such a big proponent. Driven IQ has been a big proponent first party data. Uh, yeah. But in the past, first party data has not been available for everyone. You had to hire a data scientist an agency and a data engineer and all this other stuff, you know, and now it's like, I think we're getting to the point where amazing companies like driven IQ and others out there can be the, the Oprah Winfrey's of data and go, you get data, you get data and you get data. And it's just right. like, I'm excited. I'm jacked. Okay. I'll slow down. I'll let you, I'll actually let you in. No,
0: I, I listen, I'm, j- I'm equally jacked. Um, because here's the thing is, um, and, and I think it's important, you know, to to share with the audience, right? That, you know, we really saw something um, unique um, in the landscape of, of the market, right? Mm-hmm. When we were sizing up the marketplace, and um, and I think it's really interesting, right? Because even if you think about, you know, customer data platforms versus what we've actually been calling an audience data platform, yes, this this really is like here we are. It's here. First we, party data. We, 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 sure. we saw it and we knew that your audience, right, was going to be something that people needed, right? Because it's, it's, what, it's what, in our opinion, um, drives revenue, right? Yes. I mean, not that your customers don't drive revenue. They do. They drive a different type of revenue and they're just as equally important. And in our platform, um, you know, there's going to be ways that you can remarket and, and re-engage those, those, uh, those identities um, in, in ways to drive loyalty. But there was a huge miss and the ability to identify your audience that's engaging in your business. Mm-hmm. And then secondary, you know, think about the logic of these similar audiences, right? They were created from users, um, whether by remarketing or through your customer lists. Um, and, and what they did, right, was they created a, a baseline audience. You know, they used, you know, maybe they call them a root audience, a seed audience, a source audience, lots of different names. The bottom line was, right, the goal was and the logic was simple. If your customer was interested in X, those that are interested in X are also probably likely to be interested in Y, right? They're a good fit for your business. Um, and and that's going away. So think about that, right? That is going away. It's go, it's, it's gone from, from meta Facebook, um, and, and now it's going away from from Google. So if you look at Google and, and the dichotomy that, that exists, um, you've got your Google ads audience, right? Um, that you know you you have an audience here that's never interacted with your brand they just have a lot in common with the people that interact with your brand and then you've got uh the the, you can use that from the remarketing side of it that's going away and then google had this other side of it where they said hey we have this great thing called customer matchless um so i'm gonna gonna talk about that for a, a second because a lot of people don't know about google's customer match right and what it does and what Google's customer match does is it allows advertisers and brands to leverage their own customer data, to reconnect to previous engagement, to find new ones across the Google ad network. So, um, g- give you an example, right? Um, you can upload your data list and then Google, whether through email or phone numbers, right, will match those. And they're going to have a match rate, you know, sometimes it, between 29, usually, we get 90% higher um, typically, but that data is then used to re-engage with your current customers as they reach out, right? Um, And and they're engaging on the digital pathways, okay? So this gives you a a feature that most businesses today don't take advantage of. Um, And this feature gives them the ability to target users across Google search network, um like search ads, shopping ads, the display network, PMax, Gmail, <laughs> YouTube and even other third party display sites. So here's why the customer match is super important. When tied to a first party audience identity resolution platform like Driven. Because well for one, <clears throat> these are users that you have not been able to resolve and identify. But they did not get to your site by accident right? They're there for a reason. So I'm a user, I go to Google search network, I type in, I'm looking for uh, automotive dealer, I'm looking for divorce, you name it, dentist, does not matter. I come into the site, you need an identity resolution technology that's tied to an identity graph that legally maps and sequentially stitches that identity back to the device, right? Because let's face it, Jason, we all have 20 devices. Exactly. So, right? So I have to take my devices and I have to unify that in a, in a logic and a data science way to say, hey, there's that golden record, we know that that's Albert Thompson. Here's the 16 devices that are tied to Albert Thompson and here's Albert Thompson 123 Main Street, uh any town USA, uh and by the way, here's his income, his uh, demographics and all these other great things about Albert. Now that we've got this unified golden record, well guess what? We can take that customer data set and we can upload it into Google as a targeting option. And then Google can say, Hey, based on all of these people that have engaged, we've matched 90% of them having a Google account. Now when X user goes back onto Google search or YouTube or any of these third-party sites that's in the display network, now you can make it so that only your ads show to those
1: users. Which is, which is huge. I mean if you, yeah. if you think about it I'm um you know me I like using uh the example of Sally's salon and uh Bob's roofing company. You know, I mean in 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 the past for us to be able to kind of create these audiences, you know, we 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 relied on similar audiences or local likes. You know, I would take, you know, Bob's you know, a thousand customers that he's worked with over the last five years and upload them and I kind of build out, you know, kind of a I would let, you know, Facebook, I let Google kind of build out a model of kind of what those people look like and then target them. And then I'd see do the same thing with Sally Salon. You know, all the people that she's collected emails off of and the people that she's done, you know, cut hair for and stuff like that. And I've done that. Um but but that's but that's going away now. So 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 you know when we think of our website, you know, still some of the best converting websites out there only convert two, three percent of the entire traffic that ever visits the website. Right. So, so, you know, how much first party data can I actually collect when that's the at, at the best, some of the co- best conversions that we've seen out there, you know, look, I mean, since I've used in German IQ's pixel and installed it on some of our clients, we're resolving 30, 40, 50, I don't want to say it, but sometimes upwards of 60% of, right. of these customers. And now we're actually able to create, you know, real first party audiences based on behavioral actions, not guesstimations and hopes and dreams
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no I, and i agree and you know what's interesting right you, you hear the words and there's a lot of buzz out there right you hear words like cdp and cookie list um but people i don't think really understand what that really means like you know w- what you're talking about right is a cookie list identity resolution um you know identity graph right that's, that's deterministically matching these users um to create more accurate targeting and, and identify who these users are so you know when you talk about the Google Customer Match it's interesting right because it didn't get a lot of traction and it certainly didn't get a lot of um uh engagement not, and I'll tell you as why. much
1: as Facebook's no look you're totally right it didn't get as much traction as Facebook's lookalike audience uh you know I think also primarily because what they were utilizing right they were utilizing emails or they were utilizing you know maids um which, by the way if you guys don't know what the terminology we're talking about a mobile ad id um, that each one of your mobile devices have, um, that still can be used by the way, in some places, nobody ever talks about Bing. by the way, don't know why, by
0: the way, Bing's on the Bing's on the come up big time,
1: right? Um, I actually believe this. I think we're going to get some comments about this. Be totally. Okay. I'll let you tell me, and then I'll tell you why I think Bing's come up.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, no, Bing, Bing is, Bing is very, very interesting to watch, but, um, but just to go back to the customer match for a second, there's actually another reason why it didn't get a lot of traction. Um, And the reason why is because if you think about the inherent uh, use case for it right which is customer match allows you to target people that have already purchased from you
1: exactly so
0: think about this for a second unless you've got an audience data platform of those that haven't purchased from you why would you then take people that you've already got the information on right i've already filled out a form i've got your name i've got your email i've got your phone number i've got pretty much what i need to re-engage you um across the digital pathways Why am I going to upload that back into Google and then pay again to recapture you? So that was the, that's the flaw, right? That was the, that was the friction point, um, for customer match. The great thing about it though, is when you have an identity resolution, um, tool an audience data platform, like, like our, um, audience management platform, you don't have that, that rub, right? Because these people are in research mode. They have not revealed themselves to you. They have not filled out a form. So you, the business owner, do not have that email address or that phone number or that made to your point to allow you to do cross device targeting so therefore customer match becomes extremely valuable i mean beyond immensely valuable it's increasing three main benefits to it right here it is increasing conversion rate is the number one right because it allows you to target people uh that have engaged on your site that you've resolved through identity resolution and then now google considers these people top of the prospect pool that you need to hit, right? So this is a huge step up from cold audiences, mm-hmm. right? Which results in what? A much better conversion rate.
1: Yeah. Sh- should we call them Luke, Luke warm? Luke warm? I
0: think they're better than Luke warm. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, listen, if you think yeah, about I'm it, I don't
1: They're behaviorally taken an action. They're not just aware about my product or solution. They're generally interested in it. Um, yeah, if, if, in right. the past, they yeah. never made themselves known. So I couldn't market directly to them Yeah, that's not the case anymore but i mean look i remember when I, I i started going down this path albert uh 2013 2015 in between there i kept kind of looking at these but but albert back then for me to buy this type of data it was a minimum purchase of 30 40 50 60 thousand worth of data yeah i mean bob's roofing company sally's salon couldn't afford to do this kind of stuff. And I just don't think that the general population out there understands that this is a affordable technology now where it wasn't five or seven years ago. Well
0: I think I think not only is it affordable, I think it's a it's a requirement. Um yes. yeah I think if if you are in business today, um it's 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 going to be a requirement. Um you know as we know, you know, that we talk about it, right? But the deprecation of cookies is is not a thing. It's happening um ios 14 ever since ios 14 you're seeing more and more um matches uh deprecate you know from the issues caused from that um and and, and here's the reality of the situation if you don't have a cross device identity uh resolution solution um your ad waste That's i, I can't even begin. yeah i can't even begin to think about what the ad waste looks like because you're essentially restarting over every single time you run an ad you you run an ad on facebook right and let's say um you know jason you see it on your iphone right well if i can't unify that to your ipad and unify that to your macbook and unify that to your uh uh, you know macbook pro or whatever every single time that you go back to facebook that system is going to start thinking here is this new user here is this new not taking into account journey not taking into account engagement not taking into account you know the fact that we know who this individual is you are wasting money
1: hundred mm-hmm. percent. I agree. No, 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 you're wasting money, but you're also wasting time. Let's come on. Let's face it. You, you're, you're wasting time. Um, you know, a long time ago I made, I made a comment that i heard from someone much smarter than me. So, but it's someone that's always kind of stuck with me, you know, is that, you know, um, uh, marketing without a strategy is just, you know, art, you know, um, you know, marketing with a strategy, you know, is 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 what we're all striving for, you know. But how can you effectively have a strategy if you don't have a solid audience development uh, technique or technology to use? Like you're going out there blind. You're just, you know. I, I mean, I, and I hate to say this. Look, guys, I audit a lot of ad accounts and Meta accounts, and I'm going to tell you right now, there are a lot of ad managers that are built like this. Yeah, I think that will work. Let's go ahead. You know, like, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: it's going in blind, and it's not acceptable anymore. To your point, you know, Albert, it's a necessity. You, the technology is there; it's at your fingertips. You need, you need to pursue it. And right now, I think some people are getting a little confused because you know th- this, these audience identity technology. All right, is available, but now we're we threw a new acronym at them. And we call them cdps and now people are getting confused well what's what's the difference there and 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 why doesn't one or the other do the exact same thing so let's let's go down the rabbit hole of cdps for a little bit
0: well i i think you know and by the way cdp is really um and and look i'm going to cautiously say this but right it's just (laughs) it's just terminology right it's just it's it's all it is, and the confusion is understandable, right? Um, it, because it's like, so what's a customer data platform? You know, what's a DMP? And I think before you can even talk about a CEP, we had we had a team meeting this week, and and I talked about this, right? I'm like, before you can really understand a customer data platform, um, you really have to understand the evolution of how we got there. Um, and and if you think about it, right, we started with our CRMs, right? Um, this system of record that allowed us to store and manage our leads, right? um and then it's like okay well if i want to go out and i'm an agency or i'm a business and i want to go out and i want to buy more audiences right where did we go we went to what was called dmps Mm -hmm. okay um and a dmp stood for data management platform right and then after a while then all of a sudden now we see the deprecation of cookies and then we realized oh my gosh we need to improve targeting we we need to unify um, the segments of our audience. We need to build personalized marketing. We have to understand the personas of our person. There's all these privacy regulations coming into into play, um, and now here here evolves this new uh, platform called a CDP, and it's t- it, it tend to get confused often with each other.
1: Well, and, and you know what it is is I think what it comes down to is it's 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 what what what's the ultimate goal. Right. Um. You know. Yeah. I. Th- I think people need to have a real conversation around around the data and goals and objectives are not being defined enough before we start leaning into the data conversation. I guess that's where I'm trying to go with this. Right. No. I.
0: I, th- I think you're spot on. I think actually. I. I really like what you said. Right. Um. Because you have to understand what separates the two platforms to understand the data and how it's used in each one. Right. Um. So I, I think the confusion is understandable. Of course. Right? So- well, right. I mean, fundamentally, they both use data to do what? Build audiences for marketers, right? Yes. But what separates the two of the platforms, right, is how each one uses data and how the data is collected, right? Um, and and those different types of data um, ultimately means there needs to be two different types of systems, right? Two different types of platforms. Um, so <clears throat> a, a, well, I'll start with a data management platform. Um, a data management platform typically used second party data like think about lists, um, mm-hmm. third-party data, right? Um, and 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 that's cookie data, right? So that could be like, hey, here's, um, you know, cookie one, two, three, four, five, six, it's associated with this user um, that we know is visiting on Travelocity, um, on Hotels.com, on Kayak.com, and they're looking at Hawaii vacations, right? So here we are, third-party person, typically associated with travel, typically associated with Hawaii vacations, there you have it, right? There's this audience that you can target and you can buy that from a DMP. And then as a marketer, you can activate that audience and you can put your ads anywhere you want them to, to that user, right? The CDP, though, is best described as a way to collect and organize your first party data, or users that are on your website, your mobile app, um, or they're in our case, we took it one step further. We said, anybody also who might interact with your business on the front side. So it's not just the data that's collected from people who've filled out a form on your website, who've been to your mobile app or anybody else that might interact with your business, you know, from a, from a conversion standpoint, like a white paper or something like that. Um, that's what a CDP does today. then they take that data, right. Um, they share it with, you know, your, with their um, identity graph maybe, and then they basically unify it and then they create this um, unified customer profile behind a persistent identifier. That's what it's called. But we said, Hey, there's this other section here of what about all the other people that might be interacting with your business on your website that hasn't became a customer yet. That's the difference, right? So I think when you think about a CDP, they've engaged, they've interacted, they've revealed. And then, if you think about what we're what we're creating here, which is an audience management platform, it's
1: one step before.
0: That's yeah, that's right. They they've interacted with your business, but they haven't revealed. So this is something that really becomes important in, in our viewpoint to help improve targeting, right? Because what's more well, relevant targeting than and
1: also the experience? You know, I I, I think yeah, too often yeah. um, as as marketers we don't talk about the marketing experience. Um, you know, it's just like, Hey, we put an ad out there and you know, we'll we'll use, we'll use automotive, for example, we we, we put an ad of a truck out there and it's $350 biweekly and that's it. You know, and, and, and what kind of experience does that generate? And, And let's talk about what makes an experience an experience, what makes an experience an experience is how well the company knows me as an individual. You know, like if you think of going to your favorite restaurant or your favorite bar, you know, I I have this one bar I love going to. I I walk in the door. The bartender sees me. I see them. I wave. All right. And before I even set down, the usual? Yes, thank you. And Frank goes back and he makes the usual for me. And I feel known. I feel, you know, this is my Cheers. You know, I'm dating myself, by the way, if anybody watching or listening, Cheers was a TV show about a bar where everybody knows your name. Um, <laughs> right, but, but right. that's what i We can use this data to enhance our marketing efforts to to to, uh, to to kind of identify and talk and talk, literally communicate. All right, to this potential customer that hey, I see you, I see you, I hear yeah. you, I know where you are, I, ident- I I identify you, and I know you. And look, this is what I want you to see. This is what I can. You know, it's it's a customized, it's it's it feels white glove. It's like I'm I'm known by this company, I'm identified as this company as an individual, and they're giving me a message that's relevant to me based on what my activities and what I've done and how far I've gone through the process, or whatever it is. I think that power, I think that 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 marketing experience, and that's actually I gotta be honest with you, Albert. That's why I'm jacked. I'm jacked. Yeah, I'm I've been singing it. this song for years. Not too many people have cared about it because. Face it, we were able to get away with half-ass marketing because we had these amazing, you know, uh, tools around being able to create these custom audiences. And now it's like, no, now you need to know your audience. You need to communicate with your audience.
0: Yeah, so you're spot on, right? And one of the biggest use cases, right? Um, you know, when you're talking about an audience data platform or you know a CDP. Um, and exactly what you're talking about, right? Which is, um, and I can't remember the exact, so please don't quote me on the exact percentage, but I think it's like 67 or 71% on the last like uh, customer um, experience uh, survey basically said that they expect brands and retailers to have a deeper level understanding of who they are and have a personalized message that's relevant to them to... Uh, engage with them. Right. And so, you know, enter and enhance personalization. That's what's happening today. And, and, and this is where um, this particular type of technology really is a game changer, right? Because after you collect and after you unify all of this customer data, um, after you clean it, after you deduplicate it, normalize it, after we do all of these great things, right? What are you going to do with it? You need to personalize it to the journey with your brand and the journey with your customer right and 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 all of these factors it's a confluence of factors jason um think about it like this product categories viewed what did they look at what web pages were visited um what what emails did they open right spending level in-store engagement um using those customer segments and their journey tied to their persona you can begin to deploy amazingly uh personalized customized experiences that align with their customers behaviors and their preferences
1: and and it, it is truly a, a very impressive experience you know um yeah. i you know i i love my bonvoy points and i love staring at marriott properties um i just it's kind of my go-to thing and and, and occasionally when i'm at these marriott properties i will stop at the spa and i will get a massage now yeah. I, I am so insanely impressed i have an I, I have a a Marriott property. It's a Delta property booked for Dallas next week. What do Mm -hmm. I get? I get an email piece from them saying, uh, Hey, Jason, just to let you know, while you're here, here are the openings at the spa. Just click the button. If you'd like to see, I'm like, it's incredible. They they know me, Albert. Yeah. They, (laughs) they They know you. I mean, The use
0: cases are endless, right? I mean, as an example, I mean, you could send an invitation to an in-store shopping event, right? Um, You know, based on the fact that there's a certain segment of customers who happen to live within three miles of the store. And then then maybe even take it one step further. Maybe they live three miles within the store and uh, they've they've been to your location in the last six months, three times. um, And then maybe to even enhance it even further you can include a special discount on that massage that you're talking about because you know that we've got transactional data that says you got a spa in the last six months, right? Or a massage. Um, This is where it gets really exciting. And, and, you know, we, we haven't even talked about this and and I, I think we should probably, you know, save it for another um, uh, the next uh, chat (laughs) for sure layering in geospatial intelligence right layering mm. in um you know, foot traffic movement movement data it was funny i was um, thinking
1: about that as we were kind of going along it's definitely yeah. we got to go down the path we're of after. understanding geo and what is the opportunity uh there both from an acquisition perspective a retention perspective but then also an experiential perspective to, yeah. to, to know what your customers are doing and the frequency in which they're coming in and out of your business or uh, there, there, there's, there, there, there's so much there so much there.
0: No, there absolutely is. I mean, because I, I really truly believe 100%, you know, once you have an um, some insight into your, your customer shopping behavior, both from a uh, offline perspective, as well as an online perspective, Um, being able to unify those two things together to really support a personalized, um, you know, multi-channel message um, becomes really exciting, right? And then layering in transactional data. And this is where that customer data piece comes in. So this is why I really think that, you know, that that linear path, right? From uh, early engagement, right? When they they first engage, resolving the identity. This is where we really are unique to anybody else in the market. Starting with that early engagement, starting with that early identity resolution, starting with that customer journey, um, making sure that you're, you're taking in that 360 degree view of the customer. Again, another buzzword that's out there, but it really does mean something, right? So, um, What is a 360 degree view of your customer? Well, you know, look, when you unify all of that data together and you can start to understand, hey, here's Jan Smith. Um, She's married. Uh, She's got three kids. Her children are from four to eight years old. Um, And, you know, she's married to Stan Smith and Stan Smith's a veteran. Um, You can really start to have a very different type of, uh, to your point, experiential multi-channel messaging strategy um, that takes into that 360 degree view of the customer. Um, it just takes these, this concept of lookalikes and all of that stuff way out, um, uh, of the water. It it makes
1: them feel like a Pinto. Yeah, absolutely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But you know what, but when you, you know, but you know what, but when you can take that data and then you can layer in things like customer match,
1: that's That's a Ferrari. Um,
0: you took your pen out but I
1: think even though I'm using that analogy of vehicles, I I, I use the word "fright." But guys, this is attainable for yeah. every small, medium, large business out there. This is not what it was seven or ten years ago, and you needed these monster ad spends and a data scientist to understand it, and a data modelist and and a data engineer to get this done. This is incredibly attainable, right? now. And if you're not doing it for your own marketing efforts, or if you're an agency and you're not doing it for your clients, you're 100% missing the boat right now. This is where it's hot. And we're looking at always finding the lowest cost of attention with the highest results. This is where you're going to get it. Jump on it because look, it may not be like this always you know here here's what we said we said we were going to go 30 minutes we went over 30 we were five we're 35 minutes in this conversation God, um but we will yeah. definitely do a lot more of this but before i let you go albert for everybody out there watching and listening what is the best way they can connect how can they learn more about driven iq and do you have any final thoughts
0: oh absolutely i mean listen um driven you can also check out the um audience management platform um you can actually sign up for uh, our SaaS platform just went live so um, visit iq.io. That's a uh, visit, V I S I T I Q.io. Um, sign up, get yourself a, a free trial. You can resolve the first 200 um, in market engaged shoppers on your platform, uh, helping you to get your single unified view of your customer, some actionable insights. Um, you know, And I, I think last words um, without actionable insights, analytics, and bringing your customer data to life. Um, you will fall flat so let's have some more successful marketing and thanks for your time
1: there you guys you heard it um i'm gonna start calling albert the open win for you data you get data you get data you get data everybody gets a free trial so if you have you've watched or listened to the end of this podcast you got to get your free gift today visit Again, what is it? Visit dot.
0: Visit IQ dot
1: Visit IQ Get your guys' self some data today and, and make a big difference uh, either in your own marketing efforts or if you're an agency in your client's efforts. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate your time. Have yourself an amazing day. Thank you.